You're listening to The Daily Drive with Josh Downs, Christmas edition, where each weekday during the month of December, I'll be sharing thoughts, principles, and insights to help you connect more with family and friends, to find the true meaning of Christmas, and to help you get more out of Christmas by focusing more on Christ. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to The Daily Drive podcast with Josh Downs, Christmas edition, or more Christ edition where each weekday I'll share a brief thought, principle, and story about Christ and Christmas to help you get more out of your Christmas by focusing more on Christ. Today's Christmas episode is episode 233, Sight to the Blind. Another quick update first on our Christmas Card Project fundraiser. We are currently at $6,500 with still two days to go, and there's still time to donate. We have the cards We have the star ornaments, and we have the message to go in them, which I'm super excited about and that I'd like to read to you and share with you quickly. This is what I've written to go with each card that will be given to someone that we see and feel is in need and could use a little reminder that they are loved on Christmas Eve. It's called Long Ago There Was a Star. Long ago there was a star that many saw from afar. For some, it was an extraordinary sight, but for others, it marked a holy night. For those that knew what it meant, it changed the direction that they went, and it led them to where God was found, as they stared in wonder without making a sound. Although choirs of angels had sung at his birth, it was here at the manger that they did sense his true worth. Because of the star they were led to God's love, wrapped in a blanket and sent from above. And that star still shines for each and every one that wants to find Christ, God's only Son. Only in a manger he'll no longer be, instead being found in the needs of you and me. So today we set out to find him again, and we were led to you, my unknown friend. Although who we are to each other we cannot now see, in my heart, a brother or sister, you will always be. So please know this Christmas that you are both seen and loved, not only from us, but from God above. As long as there is love in this world to be found, it will be best expressed through action, not sound. Maybe that's why it's called Silent Night, for the love that was shown and found by starlight. I can't wait to get this message into the hands of as many people as we can on Christmas Eve, along with a star ornament to serve as a reminder and a little Christmas cash to help ease the stress at Christmas time. All we really need now are more of your donations so that we can continue to increase the number of these cards that will be delivered. We're putting a $50 bill in each with some having 100 As always, thank you so much for those that have already donated. And for those still looking for a way to give to others this Christmas, you can still donate through the Facebook fundraiser, The Christmas Card Project, or even just Venmo me directly at Joshua-Downs. Now, for our Christmas message today, I remember a short story years ago from President Dieter F. Uchtdorf, a leader of my faith, that he told of an experience that he had while growing up in Germany. He shared the story as part of his Christmas message of 2009, and he mentioned a time after World War II when his family lived in Zwickau, East Germany. It was there that his family joined the church that he would be a part of for all of his life. Members of the church met there in a small meeting house that was adorned with a beautiful stained glass window depicting a significant event of his faith. President Uchtdorf spoke fondly of this, stating, I often looked up at this window and felt a special spirit, how I loved our quaint meeting house. He discovered years later that the chapel was demolished and that in its place stood a tall apartment building, (laughs) of which he made the following observation. Had they only seen the place the way I did as a young child, they might have made a different decision. 
He then added, Sometimes the most precious and sacred things are right in front of us, in plain sight, so to speak, but we cannot or will not see them. I promise that if we unclutter our lives a little bit and in sincerity and humility seek the pure and gentle Christ with our hearts, we will see Him, we will find Him on Christmas and throughout the year. That is one of the blessings of Christmas and having more Christ in our lives, we see things differently than we might have otherwise seen them. One of Christ's most well-known miracles throughout his life was giving sight to the blind. And the reality is, we're all at times in danger of being blind. Being blind to what really matters most in life. Being blind to who matters the most in life. Being blind to see how much we matter and many other forms of blindness. And Christ's power to give sight to the blind didn't stop 2,000 years ago, but it continues today. Let me give you a few examples of how Christ is still bringing sight to the blind today. According to the local news in Denver, Colorado, in the town of Inglewood, Colorado, in 2018, a homeless man used what little he had to give a selfless gift during a toy drive during Christmas at a local Walmart. Glenn McCarthy walked to Walmart and got a cup of coffee. He was touched by the toy drive that was going on, and he ended up buying a Barbie and a Hot Wheels set. But he couldn't stop thinking about a bike that he saw. I looked at the bike, he said, and the bike was marked 59, but the tag underneath it said 44. It's not a lot of money for some, but for McCarthy, it was nearly everything. He went back to the hotel where he was staying and paid for another night. But while back at the hotel, he again still couldn't stop thinking about the bike. He walked back to Walmart and asked about the bike since the tag listed two different prices. Once a clerk realized what he was doing, she told him that he could have the bike for $44. Another big reason I got to thinking, this is probably going to be my last Christmas. I'm no one. Make some little kid happy, he said. McCarthy has always loved Christmas and he realizes that his time is running out. Doctors recently had told him that his cancer was terminal and that he had less than a year to live. He said, it took me losing everything to realize that I'm happier now struggling for everything in my life than I was when I had big money. He bought that bike for the kid and gave just about everything that he had for it, but you'd never have known it by the smile on his face. In another article in a different part of the country, it was reported that this year, hundreds of Walmart customers arrived at the superstore to find a surprise. While they were gone, a mysterious person had come in and paid off all of the Christmas layaway payments currently outstanding at the East Marlboro location, $29,000 worth of products. While the man hoped to remain anonymous, he ran into one customer who, after experiencing his generosity, asked for his name. Chris Kringle, he told her. <laughs> In another story reported a few Christmases ago, a woman by the name of Megan Neerman was pulled over for speeding and driving with expired plates. She tearfully explained that she was going through a difficult time as a single mother, and touched by her story, the officer, Sergeant Evan Love, told her that if she renewed her plates within the week, he would rip up the ticket. But that wasn't all. With Neerman and the upcoming holidays on his mind, Sergeant Love solicited donations from family, eventually surprising Megan at her place of work with a Christmas card and a $300 gift card to Target. This guy is perfect, Megan told CNN. Any police officer should want to be like this guy. And you can find countless other stories like this. See, stories like this permeate the Christmas season because Christ permeates Christmas. But one of my all-time favorite examples of this occurred on Christmas Eve in 1914 in the dank, muddy trenches of the Western Front 
of the First World War, where a remarkable thing happened, one that I'd imagine you've heard of, but one that we need to hear and be reminded of more. It came to be called the Christmas Truce, and it remains one of the most storied and strangest moments of the Great War, or really of any war in history. British machine gunner Bruce Barron's father, later a prominent cartoonist, wrote about it in his memoirs. Like most of his fellow infantrymen of the 1st Battalion of the Royal Warwickshire Regiment, he was spending the holiday eve shivering in the muck, trying to keep warm. He had spent a good part of the past few months fighting the Germans, and now in some random part of Belgium, he was crouched in a trench that stretched just three feet deep by three feet wide. His days and nights marked by an endless cycle of sleeplessness and fear, stale biscuits and cigarettes too wet to light. Here I was in this horrible clay cavity, he wrote, miles and miles from home, cold, wet through, and covered with mud. There didn't seem the slightest chance of leaving, except in an ambulance. At about 10 p.m., he noticed a noise. I listened, he recalled. Away across the field, among the dark shadows beyond, I could hear the murmur of voices. He turned to a fellow soldier in his trench and said, Do you hear the Germans kicking up that racket over there? Yes, came the reply. They've been at it for some time. The Germans were singing carols, as it was Christmas Eve. And then, in the darkness, some of the British soldiers began to sing back. Suddenly, he recalled, we heard a confused shouting from the other side. We all stopped to listen. The shout came again. The voice was from an enemy soldier speaking in English with a strong German accent. He was saying, come over here. One of the British sergeants answered, you come halfway and I'll come halfway. British and German soldiers met in no man's land. And what happened next would, in the years to come, stun the world and make history. Enemy soldiers began to climb nervously out of their trenches and to meet in the barbed wire field no man's land that separated the armies. Normally, the British and Germans communicated across no man's land with streaking bullets, with only occasional gentlemanly allowances to collect the dead unmolested. But now... There were handshakes and words of kindness. The soldiers traded songs, tobacco and wine, joining in a spontaneous holiday party in the cold of night. I couldn't believe my eyes. Here they were, he said, the actual practical soldiers of the German army. There was not an atom of hate on either side. I find it ironic that he would say that he couldn't believe his eyes. Maybe because his eyes were seeing things that he had never seen before seeing things that he couldn't see before, seeing things that he didn't think he'd ever see, maybe even seeing things that he had previously been blind to. Only Christmas, or more Christ, could help sworn enemies, who for months had been trying to kill each other, see each other with different eyes, see each other not as enemies, but as brothers, enough to lay down their weapons of war and join together in the middle of a battlefield as friends. Talk about giving sight to the blind. That is what more Christ at Christmas can do and what more Christ all throughout the year can do. So my invitation for you is to see Christ as much as you can these last few days of Christmas. Don't let these last few days of Christmas have less Christ in them, but more Christ. Look for him in your kids. Look for him in your spouse. Look for him in your neighbors. Look for him in your community, at work, among those you work with. Look for him in your friends and look for him in strangers. And I promise you'll see things you haven't before. You will see people as Christ sees people and love them the way that he does. When he gives sight to the blind, he also gives greater love in our hearts for him and for those that we see the way that he does. And if you need help, just ask him to help you to see. 
ask him to heal anything that you might be blind of. My Christmas activity for you to consider is as much as you'll be spending time planning over the next few days, right? Planning your Christmas meal, planning your last minute shopping list, planning the fun activities that you'll be doing on Christmas. Take just a few minutes and try to see how to best fit Christ in them, or even better, how to best fit them around Him. Thanks for listening today, everyone. Only a few days left before Christmas. Can you feel the rush and the craziness? And how easy it can be to miss seeing Him on the very day that we were meant to see Him the most. Make Him the center of your night. Maybe you could read the Nativity together and share what the night means to you. Maybe you can have all the younger kids act it out. I know from experience that grandpas make a great donkey (laughs) if you need one. Maybe you could even go out on Christmas Eve and bring a little light to someone in need. Whatever you do, if you make sure that you see that Christ is a part of it, He'll help you to see more of what your part is in life and how to best fulfill it. Because He has never stopped giving sight to the blind. Until next time, I'm Josh Downs, and you're listening to the Christmas edition of The Daily Drive.